Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the first episode of a brand new series of Friends with Friends, uh, Series 7 to be exact. My name's Pete Allison and this is still Dave Crimp. <coughs> Ahoy hoy! I haven't said nice. that for a while now, actually. So I thought I'd get warmed up for it and, you know, get it all back in the old system. Uh, here we are, start of a brand new year, with the start of a new series, same old bollocks being chatted on this podcast. Same actual old bollocks, isn't there? Somebody actually tweeted us, it was Nick, and I, uh, I'll just get it up now, because um, they said they'd saved the last episode of the last season to listen to until this week. Um, I saved the last episode of season six to listen to before season seven starts. <laughs> Do you know what really dates the podcast? The fact that Leeds won when you were well, doing they won yesterday. They yeah. won yesterday, so... Uh, and then he says, P.S. A Dutch oven is farting under a duvet and sticking your head uh, under it. Yeah, we know. We, yeah, yeah I, I knew that. Yeah, there you go. I don't remember the context there, but... Well, I, I got a new Dutch oven, the actual Dutch oven, not the sort oh, of yes, urban dictionary version of a Dutch oven, you know? So, um, yeah, and you thought it was very funny because you had, hadn't heard of the actual pan. You'd only heard of the... The farting one. The other thing, yeah. 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 So there you go. That's, I mean, that, that tells you as much as you need to know about how much nonsense we're going to be talking, doesn't it? Well, shall we shall we move on to the, to the first request of Series 7? And the first request of the season and of the year 2022, the year of our Lord, 2022. It's from Laura. Hi, Laura. Uh, Laura says, hi, Dave and Pete. You said you... that like she was here. I was like, is, is she yeah, here? Yeah, she, she did not respond, did she? Uh, hi, Laura. I've left a gap for Laura to respond in her Good. own time, in her own house. Hi, Dave and Pete, huge fan of the podcast. Oh, how embarrassing. Thanks for making me laugh so much during this cursed year. Oh, Laura, stop. Cursed? It's only like five days old. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, hang on, wait. <laughs> Context. Laura requested this on May the 1st. <laughs> okay, yeah. That, the year had been pretty cursed up to that point. Yeah, that was, a, that was up till then some of the worst bits of the year, wasn't it? Uh, but I tell you what, that does show us that we're sort of catching up on the requests. Not not hugely. But <laughs> yes, we're only, only seven, eight months behind. Yeah, which is better than we were when we started, to be fair. Um, please, could you do the one with Phoebe's husband? Steve Zahn is a great guest star. The scene where Phoebe finds out he's straight uh, after all this time is so funny and cleverly written, although obviously slightly problematic too. Full of classic moments from the bit with a pigeon to Joey's porno movie to the simmering sexual tension between Ross and Rachel, even if she is being absolutely awful. Yeah, she is. Uh, I watched Friends pretty much from the start as a teenager in the 90s and the first couple of seasons are my happy place. Thanks. Oh, thank you, Laura. Um, so yes, uh, season two, episode four, the one with Phoebe's husband, um, four, five, seven, three, zero, five, Pete. 
Oh, I forgot about the numbers. Yeah. How dare you? The production code. Yeah, some of the most exciting bit of the podcast, some would say. Uh, Here's the synopsis, though. The gang is amazed that Phoebe has been secretly married to a gay Canadian ice dancer named Duncan. She married him so he could obtain a green card. Phoebe's excited when he wants to see her, but crushed that he wants a divorce because he said he realised he's not gay and wants to marry someone else. Interesting facts are revealed about the others. <laughs> Joey starred in a porn film. Chandler has a third nipple. And Ross, meanwhile, seeks relationship advice from Rachel after revealing that he and Julie have not slept together. Rachel, wanting to keep them apart, advises they abstain, while Joey gives Ross the opposite advice. Um, so fairly concise. Well, this is a strange one, isn't it? Because a couple of the plot lines sort of intertwine. The, the porno and the Ross and Rachel thing are all sort of kind of intertwined, aren't they? Yeah, part of the same sort of uncovered truths. Yes, and then the sort of night at Ross's house when Rachel's trying to stop them having sex and also they're watching the porn movie. Um, and it's not really clear why they're at Ross's at all because they all go round and then Chandler reveals he's got the video and then they watch it and then seem to go home. Just a little gathering, isn't it? Yeah, just a little gathering. Why not? Um, and then you also got, on the other hand, Phoebe, who's sort of off doing her own thing with with Steve Zahn. Now, Steve Zahn is, would you believe, this is quite a timely uh, moment to be doing this episode. Because Steve Zahn is, has been voted one of this year's sexiest men alive. Really? Hang on. I, I don't know what he looks like these days. Let me have a look. No, I don't. I don't personally. I mean, he's not bad looking. According to People magazine, do you think he's sex? I think he's very attractive in this Friends episode. He's he's got he's in very good shape. Yeah, he's like um stereotypically attractive man, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, his face is very aesthetically pleasing, and he's got a um yeah, like I say, good shape. Yeah, he's he's fine. He's fine. He's All fine. right. Well, People magazine says one of the sexiest men alive. We say he's fine. Well, before we sort of diverge the two plots, they sort of start the same in the same way, don't they? Because they're all in the apartment, and this is where you sort of get all the secrets coming out. Uh, but before before Peter, even the secrets come out, just a bit of light-hearted fun about a woman getting attacked to kick off this episode, isn't it? By a pigeon. Just, no, no, Rachel's on the phone to her mum. Oh, like, yes, she's on the phone describing some sort of assault, isn't yes, she? Yes, the whole opening bit is just her on the phone to her mum uh, describing a woman that's been assaulted in New York. Yeah, um, which is strange. Which just tonally, it just felt quite strange. Obviously, there's like the payoff when the pigeon flies in and Rachel screams, oh, "I've got to go! I've got to go!" Also, an odd bit of uh, victim blaming because she's like, "Oh, well, I wouldn't walk on my yes. own at night." There's a, there's a few uh, wouldn't pass the vibe check in 2021 clangs. That's one of them, and them constantly shaming Chandler's like body shaming Chandler is the other one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 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 it is strange, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I would, I'd never do that. What a stupid woman walking alone in New York City was pretty much exactly what she says, isn't she? Um, but then the pigeon arrives and... Um... <laughs> said it like it sort of knocks on the door. Yeah, I sort of said it like that's the format of the show. <laughs> ah, we started and then, of course, as normal, the pigeon arrives. I love um, Rachel's high-pitched scream when she catches the pigeon, the little squeak. Oh, yeah, when she's she sort does. of like... No, 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 no. She's putting the, the pan on the, on the pigeon. I once caught a rat in a saucepan. Well, do you know what? It raised an interesting question for me. Is this the most effective way to capture a pigeon? And obviously, if you've got a a similar rat-based story, then... So, in a saucepan? Yeah. Same sort um, of vibe? No, it was a big sort of uh, pasta pan. Like a Dutch oven? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I trapped a rat in a, in a Dutch oven. No, so I lived in a basement flat in London, and it had a rat in it. Um. 
<laughs> I made that sound like we were flatmates. <laughs> we were ratmates. Um, what a zany sitcom premise. Puts him like poison down. And then a really like woozy rat appeared while I was watching telly one night. And I trapped it in a saucepan, put the saucepan in a bin bag, and then put the whole thing in a skip. So the, the, the wooziness of the rat has helps you capture the rat, I think. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. In my head, a, a rat would be far too fast to be caught by a I also, uh, in my old house, we had a rat in my old house. Am I the Pied Piper? Yeah, a pet rat or a... Or a <laughs> absolutely not a pet rat. No, no. just a, a pest rat. No. Um, that one also ended up in a bin bag. Oh, okay. So if Pete's killed a lot of rats in this time. God, we're in the early stages of... Series seven of Friends of Friends, and I've already killed off two rats. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's taken a turn, hasn't it? It's certainly taken a turn. Should we leave the rat and the pigeon behind and go back to Friends? Yeah. Well, actually, the yeah. pigeon is Friends, isn't it? Really, the pigeon is Friends. The pigeon is Friends. That's our motto for New Week. We have a catchphrase every year, guys, and that's yeah. this year's on on all your t-shirts uh, <laughs> for this 2022 edition of Fwuf merch. The Pigeon is Friends. We should do merch, actually, shouldn't we? We do, don't we? Do we? Oh, we do. Yeah, there's a website <laughs> that does it. <laughs> doesn't it have our old logo on? Because we've not that's touched why, it yeah. for about three years. Correct. It's, it's a website that's got our old logo on it. So Great. Let, well, let's do some new merch. If you want to buy some out-of-date merch, um, then we can find the link. We did do merch. I would like it to have sentences like the pigeon is friends. Just like send us send yeah. us your favourite sort of out of context fwoof quotes. Not friends quotes. Yeah. Because people have done that already. There's loads of friends merch. Yeah, that's quite a lucrative market, right? Yeah, but fwoof quotes, like basically stupid stuff we've said. I'd quite like that. There's like a sort of egotistical side of me that wants to see stupid stuff we've said on t shirts, Pete. Yeah, don't, no, that's fair. Don't know how you feel about that. But um there you go. That's our twenty two game plan. We'll come up with a range of merch. You know when they're revealing um secrets about each other? Yeah. Uh there's a reference to uh Monica's underwear ending up on a pole. Yeah. There's no explanation as to how it ended up on a pole. No, so the explanation given is that she was having sex with fun Bobby on a balcony. But doesn't explain how her pants ended up on a pole. No, correct. Exactly what I wrote. How how have the pants got onto an item that is not on the balcony? Do you know what I mean? That's on the street, isn't it? Flung from the balcony in the heat of passion, but to, to get them on a pole, yeah. I, I think that involves quite a sort of... Um, it's either a giant a fluke, powerful isn't throwing it? Yeah. action. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's either a giant fluke or a very deliberate... Yeah. Well, and the other thing I was thinking is, I mean, famously, that balcony and that apartment is heavily overlooked becomes such a plot device that they can see like almost as if they're watching television into each other's windows and therefore presumably an entire building on the other side of the street can also see that uh, it doesn't feel very monica to in fact doesn't she refuse to have sex with chandler on the balcony in the future she does yeah, yeah. can she retrieve the pants with the giant poking device the giant pant <laughs> pants retrieval device the giant pants retrieval device that is a, a scene that that hit the cutting room floor so it just feels very unmonica for her to have sex on a balcony. And especially, had she had sex on a balcony, I don't think the pants would have been flung. I think the pants would have been carefully placed so yeah. as to be retrieved. Folded. And, and, yeah, exactly. Retrieved and washed as, as routine demands, you know? Just everything about it. Maybe she was more wild and carefree in her, uh, in her youth. Maybe. When we get used to it. Uh, so yeah, then we find out about Chandler's third nipple, his nubbin. And we find out about Joey's porno movie. 
I mean, this is, we're only four minutes into the episode of Friends. There's a lot going on in this first four minutes. We've got a pigeon, a gay ice dancer, a third nipple, pants on a pole, mm. and porn. It's a great ensemble scene when they're revealing all these secrets about each other. Yes, it's yeah, it is, isn't it? It's one of those sort of classic early Friends ones where they're all just trying to one-up the other of them. And, and it's like one of those scenes that's really nice to watch because they're all genuinely having fun. You know, the characters are having fun. Yeah. Uh, like sort of dicking about with each other. It feels like reality a bit more than a sitcom in a really nice way. I like Friends does that really well. It's like one of the only sitcoms where people actually laugh at each other's jokes. You know, like in sitcoms, they don't really do that, do they? They sort of, that's not the style of a sitcom, but in Friends, they do it quite often. And this is one of those things where you're like, yes, you would just be like, this is ridiculous. Let's all laugh and have a laugh together. On the subject of Joey and Paul, Joey got scared before, like he was supposed to be filming the porn, right? He was supposed to be actually doing porn. The main dog, yeah. Yeah, that, wow. Is that is that what it's referred to as? The MD. Is that an industry term? Joey Triviani MD. I don't know pornographic industry terms. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if there were industry terms. If I'd be cast as the main dog. Main dog um, was one of them. But it's another T-shirt catchphrase. <laughs> Joey got scared before filming porn. Yeah. Um, so their approach was to recast <laughs> yeah. him and give him a line. What a big production budget! Not just be like, well, if you're not going to have sex and you can't be in porn, <laughs> which would be fair. Yeah. Uh, they say, oh, hang on, no, we can make a new part for you. Yeah, it's, it's really curious that they recast, got someone to play his part, and then yeah, like you say, they didn't fire him and just say, well, if you cannot fulfil the literal only role we need from you. <laughs> then you're not part of this film anymore. You can still, well, still, presumably, they still paid him. Um, so big budget, big heart. You know, they look after their workers, obviously, in this uh, fictional version of the porn industry. I also, a big shout out to the humble VHS. I mean, that is, what a big boxed VHS that was, that Chandler got yeah. out of his pocket. How big are his yeah, pockets? Yeah, big pockets. You know what they say about man with big pockets? Big porno videotapes. Big VHS tapes. Um, it was a, quite sort of like a nostalgic moment, though, seeing a big, like a big video. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, Grandma. <laughs> Come on, you still, you had VHSs. I did. You lived uh, in that era. I remember having four episodes of The Simpsons on VHS. Oh, which ones? Um, the Camp Krusty was on it. Yes, I had that exact video. I also had similarly Friends, uh, four episodes of, of Friends they used to release at a time. You used to pay something like 20 quid for four episodes of Friends. Yeah, crazy. That is nuts. And we used to just watch the same ones over and over again for that reason. I think we only probably had about eight episodes on VHS when we were young. Um, but that is absolutely mad, isn't it? Oh, well, actually, I tell you what, talking about the availability of Friends, this isn't going to be something that affects our... British listeners, but a fair few people have been in touch. Canada, America, Netherlands. There's loads of places where Friends has been, as of January the 1st, removed from Netflix. But thankfully, there are quite a few sources of Friends. Yeah, but it's harder than you think, isn't it? In, in America, it's on HBO HBO Max now, isn't it? So you have to get another a whole other thing to watch Friends. But people are struggling, Pete. People are struggling to find it. Well, life's really hard, isn't it? Might have it? to crack out the old um, giant VHSs if they're not careful. Get a lot of blowjob jokes. It's like it's quite, they just talk about sex a lot, don't they, whilst they're watching the porn. For a UK Tea Time naughties audience, mm. it's quite sexual. Yeah, sexy, 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 sexy friends. 
But it's nice to see them all enjoying some wholesome family fun as a group and all watching. I mean, again, the, the, we won't delve too much into it. We've been over this before. But, I mean, Mon- Monica and Ross are just t- two s- siblings watching porn together. <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. I know they're friends in it and there's, that's a whole thing, but it's hard to get past the fact that they're watching porn with their I, I also think watching porn with your friends is quite odd. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is quite odd, but at least I think there's there's a there's a less psychologically damaging level there of sort of trauma, you know? Like watching it with a family member is pretty interesting vibe. Right, where do you want to go next then? Hang on. I forgot how we do this podcast. God. This is we, we, honestly by next week we'll be all over this and there won't be yeah, any, just of this, a bit rusty. any of this shambles. Right, Phoebe and Duncan, or Ross, Rachel and Julie? Uh, Phoebe. Phoebe and Duncan, all right, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so Steve Zahn, world's sexiest man or something, um, is in. He's come to see Duncan, and then we get this sort of... It's a strange one, isn't it? It's one he's of those, come to see Duncan. Uh, he's come to see Duncan, yeah. He's come to see... No, sorry, I didn't finish the sentence, Pete. He's come to see Duncan's wife, Phoebe. Yes. <laughs> Is what I was going to say. Who else? Uh, Duncan. <laughs> What? Duncan's come to... I, I misspoke and then I was trying to cover oh. up. <laughs> oh, okay. Duncan hasn't come to see Duncan, but Duncan has come to see Duncan's wife. Phoebe. Is Duncan Steve's art? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, I, there, was a, there was a more obvious problem there that you didn't know the character's name, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. So he's, I'm with you now. Yes. So Dun- Phoebe's husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so Duncan's come to see Phoebe. We don't know why, but at the start of the episode, we're just really finding out about Duncan. It's one of these classic things where you'd think that I mentioned him at some point. Even you know, Monica didn't know they were married, but clearly this was someone that was a big part of Phoebe's life, and he's just never. None of the other friends have even heard of him, you know. Um, but then, anyway, she gets really dressed up. She clearly had feelings for him, and that's how this whole storyline plays out, isn't it? She, she was sort of always a bit in love with him, but he was gay, so that could never happen, and now he's straight. Um, but she goes to see him down at the old Capades. What the fuck is a Capade? <laughs> I had to Google the Capades. The Capades, actually, and this actually dates the episode more than some of the problematic elements, because the Capades went defunct in 1997, only two years after this episode went out. Uh, the Ice Capades, Pete, were like a troop of ice dancers, basically, that toured America. The Ice Capades were a travelling entertainment show featuring theatrical ice skating performances. Shows often featured former Olympic and US national champion figure skaters who had retired from formal competition. Started in 1940. I assume they changed and the same people weren't dancing in the mid-90s after 50-odd years of ice dancing. I'll tell you what, would watch that. Yeah, (laughs) same. That would be almost more attractive as a a prospect. Elderly people on ice. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. pensioners on ice. There you go, that's awesome. A lot of potential broken limbs. Yeah, it might get quite sad quite soon, mightn't it? Uh, Presumably, those of you listening in on the other side of the pond um, will be... Are in the ice capades. Are, are all? <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's like military service? Everyone's <laughs> done a bit of time in the ice yeah. capades. Yeah, yeah. You have up. to do at least one year. Uh, in 1989, ABC aired the ice capades in a special hosted by Jason Bateman. Oh, that, really? It can't be 1989, can it? Yeah, maybe it is. A very young Jason Bateman. Yeah, when he was still like in Little House on the Prairie and stuff like that. Yeah, but apparently, big deal. And they're clearly like playing stadiums. You know, like Duncan's got his own, his own. 
quite big dressing room. Quite a big costume budget as well, by the look of it. Well, that brings us on to the whole, this whole scene, right? How, how, how do we feel about the scene when Duncan F basically comes out to Phoebe as straight, doesn't he? So it's yet another one of these parody conversations, yeah. isn't it? Yes, it is. But it's got a slightly strange level to it, I think. And I'd be interested to know your, like, to get your take on it. Because, like, it's someone doing a coming out sort of speech, isn't it? But in reverse, you know? But it's just, it feels like such a strange thing to parody and to, like, undermine. I think, like, obviously, it's, it's, it, well, if you think of the period that this was out in mid 90s, yeah. like, you'd had some quite, if I'm, I'm going to now default to Ellen DeGeneres in a sitcom and coming out and how sure. significant that was, um, then it's probably quite a bold move to try and flip that on its head and make a joke of that and, and be slightly reductive about it. But, I, I, I'd be lying if I said and I had any great issue with it and it's kind of, I personally didn't find it that deep. No, 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 that's why I kind of was interested because it's kind of one of those things and I think we have this more and more, don't we, without us getting too serious on this podcast because we're not known for that. But like, it's almost one of those things where you go, oh, I feel like maybe I should worry about that a bit. You know, like, and, and Laura mentioned it in her thing, you know, oh, there's problematic elements to that scene. And it's like, I, I was trying to work that out. Is it just like the sort of thing that has the sort of rhythm and content of a thing you think might be problematic, but actually isn't isn't too bad. Yeah, exactly. And like, we're not going to object to something for the sake of it. And hey, maybe I'm being a bad little gay for not having an issue with it. But I, 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 I it's fine to me. God, we've got three catchphrases now. Bad little gay is another another t-shirt. <laughs> I slogan. cannot wear a t-shirt with bad little gay on it. I, I cannot do that. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, we have the whole scene. Duncan tells Phoebe he's straight, uh, and then... Uh, well, Phoebe's reactions are like, she's, I know she's playing along with this whole, like being shocked at the revelation thing, but ultimately she's just being selfish, isn't she? Because she's just like, oh, but I wanted to, I wanted to have a go with you <laughs> and uh, no, I can't. The other thing that I, I'll say about this is that, look, Phoebe makes herself like, she makes an effort to sort of look nice to go and she says something like, oh, can't a, a woman look nice to go and meet her gay husband yeah. or something. And I, I, again, don't 
find it particularly problematic because I, I don't think she's sort of trying to turn him or anything. No, no, no. She just genuinely really likes him and therefore on some level because she really likes him wants to look nice for him. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like an un- uh, just like any sort of sort of unrequited love type of thing, isn't there? There's, there's, there's yeah, a- and that kind of sadness that she has yeah. in it, it's like when she says, oh, why couldn't you have realised this earlier? That's because, well, she's thinking, well, we could have had a relationship because it's perfectly feasible because he's heterosexual. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't see much of a she's trying to turn a gay man thing because well fundamentally he's not a gay man no no, no for sure and I, yeah exactly and and she's not trying to turn him at all she's just more really put out by the fact that yeah like you say he didn't come to this realization earlier i, I can't imagine that duncan's wife to be he'd be thrilled about the kiss but that, that's very very quickly brushed off isn't it like that quite it is quite passionate kiss i know it's not like a big snog uh, look following our previous conversation at the end of last year no tongs so is it romantic who knows but it, it felt it felt passionate didn't it yeah i think so um or at least maybe tender tender yes tender but it's def- it was definitely the kiss of <laughs> the, the kiss of a lover not of a friend wasn't it also, he's already got the divorce papers. Yeah, yeah, he's really. It, this clearly meant nothing to him. That's what. That's the conclusion we can draw, can't we? Because yeah. he's just gone. All right, Thebes, sign this, would you? Very much served a purpose for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He clearly didn't feel the same way about. They obviously got some sort of bond there, but like whether it was the fact that he thought he was gay at the time and didn't see Phoebe in that way. But yeah, like you say, he's literally printed out that the, the, the papers are there, ready to go. He's going to see this as a very quick transactional thing, isn't he? Like, come along, sign the stuff. You know, he's brought the divorce papers to work. He's like, oh yeah, just in case she turns up. Um, so yeah, he's, 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 he's ready to just sort of draw a line under it. And then obviously we never hear from or see Duncan again. So, you know, how good friends could they have been? Should we talk to, talk to, should we talk to Ross and Rachel? <laughs> Yeah, let's talk to Ross yeah, and Rachel. Welcome, 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 come on, guys, please welcome Ross and Rachel. So um, this is the, the sort of the third of the, the three plots. If you count Joey's porno as a plot, um, I mean Ross is getting all nervous about having sex with Julie. Uh, I mean, basically, because he's only ever had sex with lesbians before, is is is, is <laughs> as it turns out. But then a bit later, he's really chilled about having sex with her, and he's like, "Well, I have done it before." It's like, "Well, why were you freaking out earlier?" Yeah, there's a strange inconsistency there. Obviously, that's completely also ignoring the future inconsistencies where he's had sex with the librarian at college and the cleaner of his dorm. But yeah. as it stands, we're supposed to take it as read that he's only ever had sex with Carol, and um, therefore he's yeah. At the start of the episode, he's basically cripplingly nervous about having sex with Julie, isn't he? And then yeah. by the end, he's like, guys, get out of here. We want to bang. Like it's really normal, you know? What I would say about Ross is he's been very tactile with Rachel, considering he's in a relationship with Julie, isn't he? He is. Um, I mean, I find that um, that bit where Rachel stood outside the apartment talking him through what it might be like like later when he's... When it all sort of, she says about it getting sweaty, yeah, and stuff like this. It's quite um, there's a lot going on there, isn't there? She's behaving very badly, and he is, as someone that's been in love with Rachel for a long time, he's seemingly has been able to completely switch off very briefly, like his lust and desire and want of Rachel. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if you know, we'll say, look, Ross is a good guy, doesn't want to cheat on Julie. Let's say hypothetically, even had that been the case, someone that you've been basically fantasising about being with for 15 years is doing that right up close to your face. For him to just go, cool, just Rach, and go back inside is like, it doesn't that doesn't quite chime, does it? Especially because then he breaks up with Julie within about two episodes because he's madly in love with Rachel. Like, you'd have thought he'd have had more of a, 
temptation there, wouldn't you? Yeah. But even before that, like, there's that bit where he sort of tickles her in the apartment, you know, where she's like, oh, I don't want to watch this porn. He's like, what's wrong with people having sex? And tickles her. And then in the coffee shop, when he's like kicking her butt, not in a, not in a violent way. But, you know, he's, he's being very touchy-feely with Rachel, considering he's in this relationship with Julie. But he does yeah, seem to have true. managed to completely friend-zone Rachel in his mind. He's doing all this, I'm really happy now, you know, I've not been happy for ages, brackets, basically because of you, close brackets, but he doesn't actually say that. But that's the inference, isn't it? Like, he's been miserable because he's been wanting after Rachel for so long, and now she is so clearly into Like, he's picking up on zero signals here. Yeah, she's really going for it with the flirting, isn't she? Yeah, and if he doesn't realise that she's flirting, he must think she's nuts. Like, her behaviour is is not just, like, bad, considering he's in a relationship. It's just weird. There's one bit where Ross says that he and Julie have done lots of other things apart from full sex. <laughs> yeah. Um, surely there's quite a finite number of things <laughs> that, that that could have been i mean i don't we don't need to list them no we don't need to list like (laughs) yeah and also like what's what's been the psychological barrier for ross from going from let's say you know 80 percent to 100 percent? do you know what i mean like if if they're doing as well bang it out (laughs) on a t-shirt yeah but yeah if you're if you're if you're there and if you're in the moment and stuff's happening like you're there A fundamental part of having sex is, is being, being present. No, but do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're clearly, like, in a situation where stuff's happening, they're getting all hot and steamy. Oh, this sounds like a bloody terrible rom-com. And it was like really steamy. Steamy, rather hot and steamy. Um, but do you know what I mean? And then, like, clearly there's some sort of thing that's stopping Ross going from third base to fourth, as it, as it were. But hey, you know, he's, um, like you say, he gets over that very quickly because by the end he's like, well, I've done it before. Get out of here. I want to no have sex. See ya. Rachel is basically filibustering Ross and Julie, isn't she? To, to sort of yes. get them to, to not go off. Yeah, again, like if, if Ross isn't aware of what Rachel's trying to do, which he doesn't seem to be, he must, and the rest of them must, because the rest of them are clearly exasperated, right? They're like, this. what are you doing? This is mad. Oh, I love the Joey line of her. Julie's a talker. Yeah. <laughs> but her behavior, like she, she's, yeah, it's, it's proper filibustering. She's, she sits Julie down for an interview when everyone else says they're going to go. She's like, no, come on, let's do bloody Piers Morgan's life stories with you now from start to finish to, to try and stop him having sex. Uh, fails. They have sex, as we hear, twice, as Ross tells two old ladies having danced around a lamppost that nearly falls down because it's clearly a cheap prop. Um, but it is a rare moment of just seeing Ross genuinely gleeful and happy, isn't it? So, um, hey, there you go. Uh, so Ross has sex. That's how the episode ends. <laughs> Are we ending it with that? Well, I think so. Well, no, because yeah. oh, we're not organised enough. I don't, we didn't ask Amy to do a quiz this week. Or maybe she's silently retired from doing the quiz. What do you think? Well, let's find out. Amy, you still she out there. She hasn't been in touch, mate. Although, I think a couple of the, the requesters in coming weeks have um, provided quizzes. In fact, shall I conclusively tell you whether that's the case now for next week? Yes, please. Yes, we have a quiz. Have a quiz next week? Yeah. All right, well, stand down for next week, Amy, if you were going to stand up in the first place. Hey, talking of quizzes... We've got a live one next week, 12th of Jan, Wednesday the 12th of Jan. Uh, links on the old Instagram, uh, at Fluffpod. Do come along, because there's Pete, there is an X. There isn't Pete. There isn't Pete. No, there isn't Pete, no. No, there'll be Pete's written questions, but no Pete, because Pete doesn't live close enough to get home. It's logistics, no one cares about the logistics. But um, 
There's a prize, Pete. A prize? Well, there's always a prize. It's £100 bar. Have I paid for it? It's a very good prize. No, you haven't paid for it. Someone has made it. I like it. it. Someone has made it. Carla, one of our listeners, has made us a bespoke Gala Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, And the plan is, and this requires people bringing it back, but we're going to give out the Gala Cup to the winner and then you have to bring it back at the next quiz and then we reaward it. It sounds like a plan that's going to go horribly wrong very quickly, but... Yeah, that's that's not coming back. Well, look, it depends on the honour of our listeners, Pete. And if you're questioning the honour of our listeners at this stage mm. of the podcast, then, you know, maybe you should be rethinking that. Do you want to know what next week's episode is? I do, but before we do that, we've got the new bit. Oh, yeah. Do the new bit. We thought, season seven, probably time to do a bit of work and have a think about a new bit uh, basically this this bit comes because um we quite often skip over just some of the funniest lines because they're not really pertinent to the plot we realized so this is simply uh top three jokes of the episode that's what we're going to do and then you can all argue with us and that'll be good for correspondence and be like that's not the best joke in the episode this one was clearly better but top three jokes of the episode which just allows us to sort of um highlight some of our favorite lines that weren't necessarily plot pertinent. Peter, have you got three? I've got three. Should we see if they match? I don't have them specifically. Was I supposed to specifically write them down? Uh, no, but, you know, it just shows us a level of um, diligent note-taking we do. That's fine. I've written mine down. I have. When the pigeon comes out the saucepan yeah. and he says, hey, how did you do that? Yeah, that, was, that is a funny moment, isn't it? Yeah, okay. I have uh, Joey saying Julie's a talker. Good. What else do you have? The Chandler saying to so Chandler when they all enter Ross's apartment and Ross and Julie are kissing. And Chandler goes, Hey, Julie. And they stop kissing. He goes, Oh, don't, don't worry. You just had a paleontologist on your face. Like, <laughs> yes, I, that is good. I enjoyed that. That is good. And actually, yeah. all of mine are Chandler this week. That's interesting. Uh, Joey, they're talking about Duncan being a capade. And Joey says, The ice capades. And Chandler goes, No, the gravel capades. And there's a whole bit about uh, the slow, the turns are slower, but when. Who falls? Goofy or someone falls? Clearly there's Disney characters in the Escapades, something that we're not aware of. And then my Paul... Oh, it's like Disney on Ice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Disney on Ice. Maybe that's what's born out of the Capades. And then my favourite probably was Judy saying to Chandler, you know, in some cultures having a third nipple is a sign of virility. You get the best huts and women dance naked around you. And Chandler goes, huh, any of these cultures perchance in the tri-state area? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're my top three. There you go. So there you go. That was a uh, that's the the debut of our new bit. I think I think that was fine. Yeah, it was fine, Pete. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. It'll become a natural part of the podcast. That's the thing. What we've really done is unnecessarily flag up the introduction of the new bit, haven't we? But that's fine. That's what we're here for. What is next week's episode? That's the question. Season nine, episode seven, the one with Ross's inappropriate song. Ah, uh, so it makes a lot. I reckon, I reckon, and we won't do this because that involves us doing something. I reckon it would be plausible for us to get some Mix-A-Lot on. I bet, actually. Let's check. I bet some Mix-A-Lot's on Cameo. Oh, yeah. We'll get a little <laughs> message from him. Some Mix-A-Lot is on Cameo, mate. He is. How much for a video from some Mix-A-Lot? Uh, 30 quid. Personal use, 130 quid. Not worth it. But? Video content for your company, customers, or employees. I mean, that's not quite the vibe here, but I don't think we could get away with this being personal use, being a podcast, you know? So for business use, a message from Sir Mix-a-Lot costs, brace yourself, £777. Oh, we've got to sell a lot of bad little gay T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.